0: So this morning's scripture passage is from the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. And I just realized we've never done this passage. I've been here almost six years. We've never done this passage. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 19. And probably from 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 through 19. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. And ran to Eli and said, "Here I am, for you called me." But Eli said, "I did not call. Lie down again." So he went and lay down. The Lord called again Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, "Here I am, for you called me." But Eli said, "I did not call my son. Lie down again." Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him, that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning, then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, here I am. Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up. The Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Usually, we stop this story a little earlier. And usually, this is a very comfortable story and cute story of God calling to a young boy. And Samuel responding Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Or Samuel basically saying, Here I am, Lord. That famous hymn where Andy and Tim always joke that you have to sing, Here I am, Lord, until someone comes forward to get saved. It's a familiar story. The more that we think about it, we just stop a little earlier than I did. But we can't just see the cute side of the story. We have to see it for all that it is. Clean the uncomfortable part. So the key side of the story is that God comes and speaks to Samuel as he's a boy. God chose a child as a prophet to teach, to proclaim the word of the Lord. This beautiful reminder for us that the children here are not just the future of the church, the children here are the present of the church and also worthy of speaking the word of God. It's a beautiful story of God lifting up Samuel. And we all want to put ourselves as Christians in Samuel's shoes. We so easily sing like we did at the end of drive-in when Anson and I were leading, Here I am, Lord. And we want to put ourselves in that position. But what about Eli? What about Eli who had been the prophet of, of God for all these years and had raised his sons to be the priests after him. And what do we hear? God telling Samuel that he's going to condemn Eli and his family because they have blasphemed the name of the Lord, that they have taken God's name in vain. And a lot of the time, when we talk about taking the Lord's name in vain, we'll talk about cursing or other things like that. But really, what God is saying here is that with their lives, with their actions and inactions, they have taken, especially as priests, entrusted to re- lead the people, to lead the people of God. But they have chosen with their lives to take God's name in vain. Because Eli's sons had chosen to make sure that they and their families and, they, and the ones that they cared about were taken care of and comfortable and well-fed. That they had forgotten the word of the Lord to care for the poor and the widows and the orphans and those in need provide to not just look out for ourselves but to look ter- towards our neighbors and to give out of our abundance and even at times to give out of our scarcity to share of what we have been entrusted with as the people of God we always want to put ourselves in Samuel's shoes and I think that's why often we're familiar with this story and we stop as soon as Samuel says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. But how often do we actually, when we think about do we find ourselves in Eli's position of being comfortable? And forgetting, forgetting all that is required of us as the people of God. I read this essay this past week by this woman named Annie Dillard. She wrote a a book of, a collection of essays called Teaching Stones to Talk. And she wrote in this one essay, she was like, why do we come to church dressed in our best? Why do we come to church dressed in our best? I remember sitting on an interview team and someone had asked beforehand, how, are, how am I supposed to dress for this since it's on Zoom this year? And he was told, wear your church clothes. And what does that mean? We dress up on Sunday mornings. We look good to come to church. But Annie Dillard's entire point is, if we believe that the Spirit of God is alive and at work, if we believe in the promises of Scripture, that God is going to lead us and guide us and move us. When we want to be faithful, that God is going to use us. Why do we come dressed to impress? She said, we need hard hats. And maybe to pass out life preservers. Because when the church is attuned to the spirit of God, it can be, we can become like children playing on the floor with dynamite. Because we don't know what the Spirit of God is going to do. We don't know what the Spirit of God is going to call us to do. To remove. To make a new way. We don't know what the Spirit of God is going to do. But we should always come prepared, she said, with hard hats in hand. Ready to do work. Because... The Spirit of God is always calling, just as God was calling Samuel in the night, to do the work of the Lord. To do the work of the Lord. We here together are the church that is St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. We are the body of Christ who has prayerfully discerned over the past 30 years in this location, or 31 years now, what it means to be the body of Christ right here. To reach out and share the life changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. That th- this is what we have decided and discerned over the years. 31 years, this is who we are meant to be here, to be reaching out as a family of faith, to share the good news and the truth and the reality of Jesus Christ. But what's next? Things are pretty good at our church. Last year, in a year with so much upheaval, We had the. This church family gave more faithfully than has ever happened before in this church's history. Ministries have continued, outreach has continued. Even on Zoom, we, and finally in person, we have found ways to meet and to be together and to be the body of Christ. I know that Jason has a mission week planned this summer locally for the youth. There are so many different ways that this church has responded over the past year and the years before that as to how God has called us to be as this church family. The question is, what is next for us? So I talked earlier in the announcements about this new option for a capital campaign. And yes, at times we have to talk about this building cuz this is where we meet, this is where we come and do worship, and this is the building that we use to make sure that there's that even this past year that there has always been a home for the members of Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon, the family members of those in AA, that there has always been a place for our weekday ministry, most of whom are not church members. That there has always been a place here for people to to come who need a place. So we use this building for ministry. And over this next couple of months, this church family is going to prayerfully decide how we feel moving forward in terms of this building. Clergy don't have a vote. I don't want to vote. But it's so much bigger than that. This is what I want to remind all of us, is it doesn't matter what we do building-wise. Because we are the church, and we also have to decide what we're going to do with whatever building we have, with whatever space we have, with all of the gifts that we have, to be who God has called us to be here. Because within a seven-mile radius... This church building is 160,000 people, and at least 60% of those people are not actively part of any religious community. There's a whole lot of people right around us who don't know the reality of God, the reality of what it means to be a part of a church family. People looking everywhere but here for a place and for hope and for love. There are people all around us just waiting for us as this church body to figure out what God is calling us to do. God is calling to us individually. God is calling to us together as this church family. Do we want to listen? Because in some ways it's going to mean undoing some things that we are doing or putting some things on hold. And no matter what we do, building or no building, we all need hard hats maybe some life preservers at times. Because God doesn't promise us an easy path. God just promises us that he will be with us and will show us the way. The question is, will we want to respond? Will we want to follow? Do we want to be Samuel? Or do we want to be Eli and be comfortable? Who do we want to be? And how will we as this church family pray over these next few months? And decide together not just about a building, but about how to live out The mission statement of reaching out to share the life changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. How will we prayerfully discern how to live into who God is calling us to be here and now? For a whole lot of people who don't know that they have a place here or in any church, how will we choose to respond? really hope and pray that we're going to get our hard hats and be prepared to listen because we don't know what will happen except that the spirit of God will move and use us and wherever God moves miracles happen And that's where we find life. That's where we find love. That's where we find hope. So let's grab our hard hats and begin to pray. And let us pray now. God, you can sometimes ask us to do unexpected and hard things. And right now, we as this church family are seeking to fix our hearts on you. And what you would have to say to us, how you would have lead us in this time. Because all that matters now, Lord, is that we all seek to listen to your voice calling to us to be this church family. We know you want to use us, Lord. We know that you're speaking. May we listen and may we respond as we seek to follow you faithfully each and every step of the way in your son's holy and precious name that we pray. Amen.